Um, submission is what we were talking about. And I'm glad I got a lot of positive feedback. I was nervous because I thought you guys were going to stone me <laughs> when I talk about wives submitting to husbands, but I guess it worked out. So everybody say amen to that. Amen. So I hope I, we were able to paint a picture of really what that looks like. But now we're going to push on. Philipp Philippians 2. Chris, you reading again? I am. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Verse 1. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> and we will continue on with the S word. It's a bad word. It says, think about what we have in Christ, everybody. The encouragement he has bought us, the comfort of his love, our sharing in his spirit, and the mercy and kindness that he's shown us. If you enjoy these blessings now, verse 2 says what, Chris? Then make my joy complete. Now, this is what, this is Paul is saying now. You can make my joy complete, or you can make me very happy if you guys do this thing. What? By being like-minded, mm -hmm. having the same love, mm -hmm. being one in spirit and of one mind. He's saying by submitting and agreeing with each other, show your love for each other, be united in your goals and in the way you think. Now, we live in a world now that says you can think however you want to think. Amen. And you can be, if you're, if you're a girl, you don't want to be a girl, you can turn into a boy. Amen, amen. I'm not putting those people down with hatred. I don't, I mean, I, I, I love them too. You know, Amen. but what I'm saying is this is the kind of world we live in that you can do and be whatever you want to be. And I'm telling you that if a church does that, it's called division. Amen. With die meaning more than one, die vision. I mean, it's multiple visions. The church has to have one vision. So we got one vision statement and we, we function under that statement. Now in that, Everybody's individual, individuality, we embrace it because everybody's different. That's the beauty of, I don't understand racism at all. Mm -hmm. Racism really is ignorance. Yep. And, and, and it's like to, to, to judge someone because the skin they're in is, is ridiculous to me. And I'm thinking the only thing that can fix racism is an alien attack. Because if aliens attack, and you, know, and you notice how aliens are always hostile? Only E.T. was nice. All other aliens are hostile, man. And if we get an alien attack, then everybody would knock this off because we'll all become human beings. And we will band together to hoard off this alien attack. That's the only thing that'll fix it. But until then, we're still looking at people because of the skin they're in. Just, it amazes me. It totally amazes me. So it says in... I embrace the individuality. That's what made, think if the whole world was like you. Oh my goodness, this world would be stupid. Eric. Amen. Amen. What if everybody was the same color or the same height or the same weight? Or, that would just be so stupid and so boring. Amen. The difference is what makes the world, man. That's what I like about people. One of the few things I like about people. is that they're all different, Amen. and I embrace the differences. Amen. I remember growing up, and this is not my message, I don't even know where I'm going here. I remember growing up, I played a lot of baseball, and I was really good, and I played on teams that would travel. And so I remember, uh, this is back in the late 70s, goodness I'm old. 
My uncle's laughing. He's older than me. He was there when I was a kid. But anyway, and I remember Unc playing baseball in the late 70s, and I would go play certain games in, in Farmington Hills, Plymouth, and these different places. And I would be the only black kid on the team. And my thing is, I never thought about it. One, because I was usually the best. But then it was like, you know, in my mind, I just did, it just did, never came to mind. I just never thought about it. I just, these were just, we were just playing baseball. I think as a kid, growing up in Detroit, and there's not a lot of white people that were living in Detroit, I, did, I still understood something, that people, their value was just their value, no matter what color they were. Amen. So this isn't something I formed when I became a Christian. Some of you had this issue until you became a Christian and God fixed it. I've always felt that way. I've always embraced the differences. But in church, we take all of our differences and we bring them together and we head towards one goal. Hallelujah, somebody. So, it's all, so, we take, so, so you don't lose your individuality. You bring your individuality into the vision to help the vision accomplish the goal. But the goal, everybody should be in mind what the goal is. And the goal here really is simply this. It's to create a healthy environment where people can understand who God is, grow closer to him, and get healed from a lot of issues that they have. Amen, somebody. In a place that's safe, that will love them and care for them. It's a place where I hope we can look down the pew and not have an issue with somebody. Amen. It's a place that no one will talk about you, no one will put you down, even when you fall. A place that is healthy no matter what your economic place standing is, no matter what your, your social or your background, or no, it doesn't matter. A place that, you know what, only, only builds up, never tears down. A place that won't kick you when you're down. A place that's safe for you to grow in God. That's what, that's what, I, that's what God had in mind when he, when he made this place. Now, I need everybody thinking that, though. And then, and then people that have come here that couldn't think that, they left. Know why? Because I want our love and our unity to drive that out. To, to not be able to penetrate it from any weak link. Everybody on the Amen. same frame of mind now. Paul is saying, look, make my, if you understand what Christ has done for you, so make my joy complete. Make me happy. Just get along. Amen. Submit to each other. And I, and I go, you shouldn't have to tell a church that. Yes, you should. Because I've broken up fights in the church between little old ladies. <laughs> little old ladies getting ready to fist fight in the foyer. And part of me wanted to see it. <laughs> so I, I, I get back there, and I'm like, because pastor was preaching, so they go to the next thing. Pastor, we need your help in the back. Then. I go in the back, these two other ladies are getting ready to scrap. And I went, this might be good. <laughs> no, 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 we can't do that. Come on, knock it off. <laughs> in the church, in the church. I remember times in the church, auntie, in the house of God, and I thought, man, I had more unity in the street. These the guys in the street, they wouldn't sell me out because I played drums better. You know, the dudes in the street had my back. I mean, if something came down, they were standing behind me ready to go. Church, I kind of wonder if they're going to do that. 
So I always said, man, if I ever pastor a church, which I don't want to. <laughs> See, I lost that one, right? This is the kind of church I want to pastor. One that actually likes each other. Why do we eat so much here? Because you guys are greedy, one. And then two, that's how you get to know people. Because we don't spend a lot of time in church. Think about it. We, we don't spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in church. So when we come together on Sundays, we've got to make it count. So I want everybody to look down the pew and go, yeah, they're, they're cool. That's the kind of church I want to pass. So everybody look down the pew real quick. Are they cool? All right, all right, all right. You made me nervous. You made me a little nervous. I, I can't stand him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, be united in the goals in the way you think. Verse 3, Chris, come on, we got to move. I took too much time with that. Go. Do nothing out of selfish ambition Don't or vain conceit. Don't do anything conceit. for selfish ambition or out of conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. See, it takes a lot of submission to be able to do that. To Amen. look at you and say, no, you're more important. And here's the thing. You're not going to get left out because the person should be looking back at you going, no, you're more important. You guys should be arguing over Who's important? Not me, you. No, not me, you. <laughs> yeah, there's certain people you go out to eat with and you have to fight them for the bill. Amen. I've been out to eat many times with Sandy. And Sandy snatches it. And I'm like, Sandy, give me the bill. No. <laughs> Sandy, I want the bill. No. She gets mad. She's yelling at me in the restaurant. I've been out to me, 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 Mike, and, and, and Sam, we, we, we call it a business meeting. Like once a month, we'll go sit at Cracker Barrel. And we talk business. No, we don't, we don't just talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we call it a business meeting to get Sam and Mike to go because they can tell their wives, this is important. <laughs> it's not important. We just sit there and we just. And man, I can't get. It's a, it's, see, people, when they go, man, you're more than me. That's the way God intended it. And you won't be left out because the person saying, no, you're more important than me. Amen. Imagine a world where people thought the other person was more important. Mm. That's the world that God intends, but man, we don't look like it. Look at this country. Everybody is about this. And it's like, but everybody goes to church. Something's broke, but it ain't God. I won't go there. Chris, move me forward. I that's not my message. Come on. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Not looking to your own, but looking at everybody else's interests first. Come on. And your relationships with one another mm -hmm. have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now, what kind of mind does Christ have? Go to verse 6 and he'll tell you. Who, being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So this is what Jesus did. Jesus says, wait a minute. I am God, but down here, I won't, I won't, I won't use that. I, see, he, he's saying that I left my credentials up there. I, I, I am the son of God here. Mm -hmm. Amen, somebody. Amen. Leaning on God for everything like I'm telling you you should do. I, 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 trust me, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And amen. Jesus was the word, and Jesus is God. Everybody say amen. Today. Amen. So then Jesus leaves his place in heaven, comes down and shrinks down and gets inside a 
a little virgin girl. We'll talk about that later. And then she brings Jesus into the world. And now Jesus is very much human and very much God. And so he takes his seat as a human. Hallelujah, somebody. Who understands who he is in God. But never used it to his advantage. Only giving glory to God. Never took glory to himself. He's, they're saying, let this mind be in you that's in Christ. What is that mind? Christ had every reason to stand there and have everybody worship him as God. Amen. But he didn't do it. Amen. He says, no, it's to the Father. Glory, glory be to the Father. No, I submit to the Father. Everything goes to the Father. Everything comes from the Father. I only do what the Father says. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. He's saying that's how we should live. Courtney said, mm-hmm. Remember that when you forget to bring me coffee. <laughs> and it says that's the way we should live, and it would be such a better world. But here's the thing, I, I can't deal with the world. But in church, we should be able to pull it off. Amen. Why? Because we're all, nobody made you come here. You all came here, and, and you know what? And it's like, man, now we are the church. And if we look down the pews, we're all we got. So my thing is, let us come together in unity. Paul says, make me happy now. Get along, submit to each other, look out for each other. Don't be first. Don't do anything out of conceit or try to get ahead or any of that thing. Everything you do is for the vision of the house. Amen. That's a great church to go to, man. Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on, Chris, where are we? Seven. Go. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. See, Jesus made himself a servant, even though he was God, and he probably had servants. He goes, no, nah, I'm going to come down here. I'm just a servant. And verse 8 says, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient, even to the point of death on the cross. You're talking about ultimate sacrifice for somebody else. He's saying the church needs to act like that. Well, I've seen a lot of politics in church before. I remember a guy came in here, and he says, man, this is a long time ago. He says, I, I like the church, man. You, and man, I, I love the word you teach and stuff like that. He said, I got one problem, though, man. You got too many women doing stuff around here. And I went, get out. It's not the place for you, dude. We don't judge it on man or woman. Everybody say man to that. And let me tell you something. Let me be honest with you. A woman actually runs this church. Everybody knows who's the boss, man. I just do what the boss says. <laughs> and my thing is, if without women, I wouldn't be who I am. Everybody say amen. Because I have a lot of women. Mother Moss comes to mind. Elder Campbell comes to mind. My mom comes to mind. Angel comes to mind. So many women that's influenced my life. And when Paul got blinded in Don Damascus and he went into town, he was blind. Who you think looked out for him? Women did. So I'm like, well, this isn't the place for you because, you know, here, I don't care if you're a man, woman, Martian. If the Lord says the spirit is on you, we're going to go with that. Everybody say amen to that. So Paul is saying, make my joy complete, submit to each other, get along, figure it out. Look down the pew with love, not hatred. And know things may come up, work it out. And don't, and, and, and don't do anything to get ahead or, or out of conceit or to try to be special. 
Everything is servitude. That's a great church, man. That's a really good church. Go to 1 Peter 5. Let me, let me show you what my issue is. 1 Peter, I think Chris 5 and whatever I said, 5 and 2. Go. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. It says, just as shepherds watch over the sheep, you or me must watch over everyone God has placed in your care. All right. I am here to do what? Watch over your spiritual care. I'm here to try to teach you as much as I can. I'm here to try to help you get as close to God as you can get. I'm not here to fix you. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. My job is to get you close to God and let him tell you. Amen. If there's something that needs to be changed, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you to change. Other than quit sinning so much. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I'm saying when there's certain things about you that God wants to straighten out. So what is your job? My job is to help you get to your potential. What is your potential? You'll never know it. God will show it to me, though. Amen. Potential is never known. It's recognized. Mm -hmm. Somebody recognizes it, and you sit there going, I can't do that. And I'm going, yes, you can. Somebody did that to me. This is your potential. And I went, get out of here. No, you're going to travel, you're going to, you're going to, people are going to, you're going to go speak in many places, you're going to have, uh, 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 you're going to pastor a church one day, and let me tell you, they're not going to be black. And I'm like, I'm standing in the middle of Detroit going, my church ain't going to be black. <laughs> and all that stuff is worked out. You're going to start ministries, you're going to have reach a lot of young people, and I'm like, reach a lot of young people, and Violent Faith and the Youth Ambassador for Christ reach so many young people. I mean, everything he said came to pass. Hallelujah. And I'm sitting here going, man, okay, so someone has been placed over my care, and so what I have to do is listen to the person that's over my care. So my job is to care for you, hallelujah, but I got to do it a certain way or I'm in trouble. Go. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Let me go back up. It says that at the place you can do it willingly in order to please God and not simply because you think you have to. Now, this is go back to verse two. And I'm like thinking, you know what? I used to do this because I felt like I had to. Oh, my arm was twisted. And it's her fault. Can't stand her. And, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's like meant because I, I was like, my love caught me. And I got these people that I fell in love with. And I'm like, they got nobody to teach them. And I, wanted, I wanted to send them somewhere else, but there was nowhere to send them. And so then it was like, okay, well, I got to do something. And then I, I went through the process of, what, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't, oh, I know what it takes. I know what it's going to cost. I don't want to do it. I, oh, I don't want to deal with people. Don't want to do it. And I'm like, man, I got to do this. And I felt like the first couple of years, my arm was being twisted. I felt like I had to do it. But look what the Bible says back in verse 2. It says, don't do it because you think you must. Let it be something you want to do Amen. instead of something you do merely to make money. Amen. I know some merely to make money, money-ers. I do. I know some. And I go, well, I got that one under control. If I wanted to make money, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
hello, people. Go. Me and Mike, they go, yeah, Pastor Katie from uh, Detroit. No, I'm not from Detroit, from Emily City. Where? What, what is that? That's what I say. So, I mean, I got that money part covered. It ain't for the money. Everybody say amen. amen. And, I, and now I actually want to help. I, my, the only reason why this church exists, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just trying to help. Amen. It's the only reason why I do this. I just, I'm just trying to help. I mean, I made quite a bit of money outside of church. I, right now, I just want to help. I just, I just feel this urge to help. Not because I got to. Because I really want to see people do well, man. I want to see people know who God is. Because it's too hard down here if you don't. Yeah. And then what happens is, ugh, and this makes me want to dry heave in my mouth. He put this new heart inside of me. And ugh, I can't stand it. Because <laughs> I, 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 when I get a hold of somebody, man, I really do love them. And I go, I don't like this. Because it, it interrupts my life. Mm-hmm. And then I think, well, you know, Jesus interrupted his life. Amen. So I guess I'll shut up. I guess I'll just love somebody. <laughs> and they're not even really doing much for me. But I, <laughs> and this person, I ain't even perfect. I really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you put this new heart in me, man, and I just see people and I go, man, I really do care about you. I want to see the best you can be, man. That's my only motivation. Any, people can question my methods, they can question it, but they can't question my motivation. I'm, I look at the mirror on that one. Chris, where are we going now? Go to verse whatever. Four. Go. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. No, it says in, in verse 3, it says, don't be bossy to those people you are in care of, but set an example for them. I'm trying to set an example of what? How realistically you can walk in the Lord, because I am not a perfect man. I've never claimed to be. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm never going to be until I die. But the Amen. one thing, like Paul said, is I haven't yet obtained it, but man, I'm fighting towards it. Everybody say amen. amen. And man, I think I've been in enough situations where you guys can see that I, you know, okay, he is standing. I've been through some hard stuff, and you guys have been through it with me. Amen. You know, and I, and I hope in, in, in just the way I'm trying to just set an example of what, a realistic one, not one of, oh, this is how you're supposed to be. No, a realistic, down-on-the-earth example of how I cannot be perfect, but man, I'm striving for the Lord. I'm not trying to set an example that I'm here and you're there. I'm trying to set an example that we're all here, so let's figure it out together. Amen. Amen, amen. I want to slap people too. I'm not going to stand here and act like I'm perfect. You know, oh, no, I just, no. Oh, man. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, man, you're pretty even killed. I never really see you, you know, and I go, because things don't really matter no more. Amen. I don't know if that's age. Mm-hmm. You, amen. You started A, you just say amen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's age or if it's, it's, it's just maturity in God. I don't know, a mixture of both, but it's like things just don't matter. It's like, yep. it's like this guy came, I mean, I was going to Home Depot yesterday. 
I need some mulch. So I go to Home Depot, and I'm like, great day. I go, well, it's packed, because something happens when sunlight comes. Everybody goes yard crazy, man. And, and man, this guy, big guy, he came out, and he's cussing, and he's looking back, and he's fussing, and I'm standing there, and, I'm, and I wanted to ask him, you all right? But he was big. And I'm thinking, what could have happened in there to get him like that? It don't matter. Stuff just doesn't matter. Only thing that really gets me around is don't try to disrespect me. But other than that, I just, it's just, I don't understand why people get so bent out of shape, you know? And it's like, man, I think maybe as you get older, you go, man, it just don't matter. Yeah, I think either you get older grouchy or you get older carefree. Amen. I'm trying to get older carefree. Everybody say it matter that. When I can go out, it don't matter. Sometimes it drives my kids crazy. Sometimes it don't matter too much. And they go, no, dad, that should matter. And I go, no, nah, that don't matter. Courtney's like, Ugh. it does matter. Okay, I guess it matters a little. Uh, nonchalantly going through life because I don't want to, I felt bad for that guy. He was bent out of shape and I almost said, dude, you all right? What happened in there at Home Depot to get you that mad? And he didn't have anything, so he was bent out of shape. It don't matter. Everybody say amen, man. Calm down. What, what, why, do, why do people get so excited? I don't, why do people get so frustrated? And it's like, man, this is just ruins your day. This is a great day, and it's just one little thing ruins your day. I, I'm sorry. I didn't, that wasn't my message. I got lost. <laughs> Go to verse 5. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. Now listen, you that are younger, you need to submit yourself to your elders now. Come on. I remember every, and I hate saying this because you feel you sound old, but I remember back in the day when you were down the street with your friends getting in trouble, and the parent down the street would get you guys yep. and say, stop it. And you know what we did? We stopped. Yep. Now, people are scared to death to say something to these kids. Yep. You might get cussed out. Mm, or worse. But back in my day, the whole block parroted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. If you were around the corner being bad, some parent would come out and go, hey, you guys knock that off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out of there and go home. Mm-hmm. And we got out of there and went home. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, man. It says, man, you, you that are younger in the Lord, you have to submit yourself to people who know more than you. And I'm saying this has been the key to my spiritual growth. I, I, I realized something a long time ago. Submit myself to people who know more than me. So that means that's why Mother Moss still has a long-lasting effect in my life. Long-lasting. It, it will never go away. That's, that's how I've been able to be promoted. That's how I've been able to become this. That's how I've been able to travel everywhere. And why? Because of submission. Because I submit myself under someone who has more authority than me, and then they guide me and they release me to do what I'm called to do. See, without submission, you will never become who you want to be in God. So you may think you know. You know how kids think they know. And you look at them like, oh, you think you know. 
Whenever Julian says something stupid and, and he goes against what I'm saying, I go, I know, I know, you know better than me. And he stops. Because he knows he doesn't. I know better than you, but okay, you got it figured out. Go ahead. Stick your wet finger in the socket. Go ahead and see how that works. So it's like, man, when people come up in God and they get, they get people over them spiritually and then they, they think, they start to think they know better. And it's like, man, okay, you know better. All right, well, here's the thing you got to remember. He put me as a shepherd over your life, and so you know better. And, I, and trust me, we live in a world that says no one tells me what to do. Here's the beauty of me, though. I never tell people what to do. I hope you think about it. But the decision is yours. I just try to nudge you in a certain way to make you think. But whatever you decide to do, go ahead. I'm not a boss. I'm not bossing you around, but I am here to guide you. I'll look at somebody. And I would not have become what I have become. People know me around the country and people know me overseas unless I submit. My submitting to others is the reason why you're exalted. Everybody say amen to that. I'll show you in a second. Chris, go ahead. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another yep. because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. God hates proud, man. The Bible says that there's things that God hates and one of them is pride. Everybody say amen. Amen. Pride, man, gets you in a lot of trouble. Pride holds you up. Pride helps, makes you make a lot of mistakes. Pride slows your life down. It really does. Go ahead and be prideful if you want to and see how it works out. In order to get rid of your pride, you have to do what? You have to submit. Mm -hmm. But oh, we don't want to do that. That's why the house is quiet for four days, no one talking. Because mm -hmm. somebody got into an argument, and now pride is stuck in, and, and now you guys can't even talk over dinner anymore. You don't say nothing, and you sleep next to a person every night. Amen. Pride is the death of you. Somebody has to submit, but here's the thing. It's not really about the people you're forgiving or you're letting go or getting over. It says, man, that God stands against the proud, but man, he gives favor to those who are humble. Those who humble themselves and say, you know what, this is over. Those who, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. Mm -hmm. See, because sometimes you keep peace by not saying something you probably should say. Amen. So peacekeepers might not get blessed, but peacemakers, I'm going to make peace in this house. I'm tired of this. We, we can't do the silent treatment crap anymore. Stop it. Somebody make peace. And then, and then how about somebody submit and go, yeah, this is stupid. I refuse to live in a house like that. Everybody say amen now. Amen. Man, I love my house, man. I love it. Me, Julian, Courtney, it'd be video games and chips for everybody. I mean, it, <laughs> it's like, what do you want to eat? Well, what do you want? Only thing we argue about is what we're going to eat. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm like, and I know it's because my thing is I try to create an environment Amen. where my kids are okay. Amen. And I don't walk in the house and they go, oh, dad's here. Amen. Amen. No, I walk in the house and they go, hey, dad. Courtney does this thing every time she sees me in the morning. What's up, Dad? Shut up, Courtney. You know I ain't woke up yet. <laughs> Did you go get the coffee or not? <laughs> Julia comes down and, oh, man. And the bear is awoke. And then and Courtney, my little brother, he's like. 
Peace in your house, man. Make peace in your house. This ain't my message either, but I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. So it says, therefore, humble yourself under God's power so that he may raise you up in the last day. Everybody say amen. Humbling actually helps your salvation. We will raise you up in the last day because you have humbled and submitted yourself to others. How important is submission? Well, God really uses it to judge you. How'd you do with the submission thing? How'd you do with the authority that I placed over you? How'd you do with submitting in your home? How'd you do with submitting in relationship? How did you do? Because I can't stand pride, and pride is the only thing that will stop you from submitting. Oh, it's so quiet. Sandy said amen, but that was it. <laughs> Trying to help you. Not putting you down. Trust me, this is something I had to learn myself. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. This is a good one. Almost there, almost there. We got a few minutes. Chris, give it to me. Have confidence in your leaders. Have and confidence in your leaders. And submit to their authority. <laughs> submit, to, to, submit to their authority. Come on. Because they keep watch over you. Because as they keep watch over you. And as those who must give an account. You know, man, they're responsible for your spiritual welfare. So they're always watching and protecting you. And it's like, man, I'm going to give an account. On what? Where was my heart while I was doing it? Amen. And I talked to a lot of pastors, and you guys know it. And man, I go, ooh, that's dangerous, dude. I always think, if, man, if I was pastoring a church of 1,300, 1,500, 2,000, I might be miserable. One, because... There's no way you're going to know all those people. Everybody say amen. Two, it's like it will be governed by certain authorities, meaning boards usually run those places, not pastors. Then you're going to have a lot of politics, a lot, a lot of stabbing. And I, How do I know? I talk to pastors who deal with it. And then when the Holy Spirit really speaks to you, and you got to go in a direction, the people might not like it, so you might not go. Why? Because I built this thing, so now I can't afford to, to, to upset the people because that means that some of their offerings may leave. And now i gotta, I got to run this thing, so I'm not trying to offend anybody, so I'm going to keep it light and airy, fluffy. And I go, man, my mouth is too big. I say crap, I probably should. Telling the truth just blurts out of me when I don't even feel like doing it. <laughs> I say things that people thinking, but they won't say it. And I'm going, man, I'd probably mess it up. So if the Lord says, Katie, what do you want me to do? Whatever you say, I'll do it right now. You know what I would say? I'm going to be totally honest. Totally honest. I would really say, whatever you want me to do, God. I'm going to tell you why. I don't have a clue what I want. So my safest place to be is wherever you say. One minute I think this, 
Next minute, I think that. It's like Chinese food. When I'm in the mood for Chinese food, man, Chinese food sounds so good. Cordy, go get me some Chinese food. But the next day, it sounds disgusting. Chinese food, oh, it make my stomach turn. I don't want to eat that. That old song, New Click, Kids on the Block, had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. <laughs> but I think it's fly when girls stop by in the summer. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> There's no alcohol in this, right? And I realize that's how I am in life. Sometimes I feel like this, sometimes I feel like that. And I'm like, Lord, so since I don't know, I think I might know, but that's just today. Tomorrow, I might not. Only thing I want, this is what I want. I want your will to be done in my life. That's it. That's it. Now, I need something else, though. Give me the grace to be okay with it. So where you want me? What do you want me to do? Where you want me to go? Yeah, I can go make more money. Can definitely be in better weather. But what do you want? What do you want me to do? Because I, that's my safest place to be. And I'm telling you, everybody should be praying that. Amen. What's my safest place? It's in the will of the Lord. Amen. So that means, let me put my will down for a second. And, and I realized something in God, because God made you. He knows what you want, knows what you like, knows what you don't like, even before you do. So your submission to God actually blesses you because God says, no, I know what you really want. I'm going to give you what you really want. And sometimes you don't know what you really want until you get it. So the beauty of submitting your life to God is simply this. You don't know what he does. That's a good word. I don't care what you say. It says, Chris, so they are always watching to protect you over your spiritual life. It says, obey them. This is 13, 17. So that their work will give them joy and not grief. It won't help for you to make it hard on guys like me. And trust me, I've talked to many pastors. I, had a car, I got called uh, two weeks ago. Pastor called like five of us. He had this issue in his church, and the church was just giving him all kind of grief for doing the right thing. And he goes, man, I am just want to run this by you guys. Let me tell you what's going on. And, man, I get the church is in an uproar, and I'm saying this is what we're going to do. And what he wanted to do was change the name of the church because the church has a name on it that's saying that, a Korean name, these, this Korean church or whatever. He wanted to take the Korean out. And they had a fit. He's like, this church is for everybody, not just Koreans. And I went, what's the problem? Oh, man, the people are in an uproar. You know the main reason why I never wanted to go to the church? People. Why? Because I've been the number two, number three guy in churches before, and I go, man, people. And I've seen this people, this people, what people did to pastors, and I go, 
man, I don't want that. And plus, I'm way too unstable for that. I might hurt somebody. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, man, I don't want no part of this. And, and it's like, man, but here's what I realized. Here's the secret, and we're going to move on so I can finish this. You know what kind of people you get to pastor? The kind of follower you were. I really believe you reap what you sow. So if you're a bad follower, when you become a leader, you're going to get bad followers. I was a very good follower, so much so, that my little brother became a pastor, and I followed him, even though I helped raise him, because we're six years apart. I'm six years older than him. I, even though I taught him how to drive, protected him from getting beat up, did all these things for him, he is now the pastor. And I went, you are the pastor. So we would get to the door, and I would go to open the door, and he would grab the door, because I was the oldest. He would step back, because I'm the oldest. And I would go, dude, not now. You're the dude. Go, go. I know how to follow. I follow my little brother. Hallelujah, somebody. So thankfully, thankfully, I like pastoring you guys. You know why? Because you guys are good followers. But I'm going to say, I'm going to take credit. Because I was a good follower. And I still am. Because if Larry Titus walks through this door, I'm shutting up. Why? Because authority is here. And I'm under his authority. So whatever he say, that's what we're going to do. So my counsel to pastors is, well, what kind of follower were you? If you were always complaining and bickering and talking behind his back and doing all the things, then those are the kind of people you're going to get. I'm like, I actually like my congregation. I know pastors can't stand theirs. Can't wait to get out. Trying to figure out how to move on or quit. I can't stand these people. And I went, man, that's tough. You ain't going to really be able to teach them because you got to teach them in love. Everybody say, man, I don't hate you. So I thank God for my congregation. Everybody, I thank God for you. Last one, Luke. I got two minutes, Chris. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now, this is a real quick story of Mary. We got to get through this so I can get you out of here. It's a great day. I know you got stuff to do. One twenty-six. go. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, yep. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, yep. a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. So here it is. Mary's sitting there, and God sends an angel to Mary. You guys know the story. You know about, you know about the stuff. And the angel greeted Mary and said, You are truly blessed, Mary. Hail. Is that it there? Is that Hail Mary, <laughs> full of grace and you know. Let's think about Mary. I love Mary. Everybody say amen. Amen. And I love her because she's a real. She's real. This is why God picked her. I'm gonna show you in a second. But my thing is, Jesus never said to pray to her. Mm-hmm. Jesus says they said teach us how to pray. He says when you pray, pray to the Father. Amen. amen. So Mary's going. Why does everybody keep talking to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Catholics. I know. <laughs> oh, that's true. Catholics. Yeah. 
I'm not telling you to stop being Catholics. I'm just saying, read the Bible. Amen, somebody. Mm -hmm. So when they say, go give me a few Hail Marys and take some aspirin, and I'm like, Mary ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> no, she's going to be an advocate for you. No, Jesus is my advocate. Amen. So I think Jesus would know. Let me get off of that so I don't get stoned. Got a lot of Catholics. Come on, Chris, move me forward. I'm in trouble. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And Mary, who I love, Mary had healthy doubt. See, there's healthy doubt. Mm -hmm. Her doubt was healthy because she said, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not, I don't believe and I got my own way. Mary's healthy doubt is, help me understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. See, because God sometimes tries to move your life in a direction and you don't understand it. God doesn't mind you going, I don't understand. Amen, somebody. Amen. I love when the, when the kid says, I don't understand. Good. Let me explain it better. Mm -hmm. Right, right. God has no problem. with. Here's Mary with healthy doubt. I don't know what you're talking about. Love, Mary. Come on, Chris. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You will have found God favor with God. With so here's Mary going, what am I? I'm just a little peasant girl in a poor town. I don't have anything. I don't understand why you will say that I am blessed and God is found. God is looking at me, me. And some of us say that. God is, God is me, me. And God is saying, yes, you. Here's this little peasant girl with nothing, nothing. Mary was so young and so broke and so nothing. And then God says, out of all the women, you, Mary. And Mary goes, what are you talking about? I am not qualified to that. I, I, I don't even, I, 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 I can see her stuttering. <laughs> I, I would think Mary would go, it's an angel standing here. I'm going to tell you, Mary had faith because she knew that that was an angel. She didn't go, are you an angel? Amen. She went, no, what you're saying, God can't be interested in me. That's why God picked her. Mm -hmm. How humble is that? And here's the thing, she was showing faith because think about it, if an angel showed up to you, you'd be so mesmerized by the angel. <laughs> an angel. <laughs> and Mary's going, man, you got a message. God said, what? That's faith. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on, Chris. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And so Mary knew that this was important because people named their own children. And so here it is. Here's the angel going, no, he already has a name. So Mary, that's helping Mary figure this out. She's going, man, if you already got a because parents are supposed to, supposed to name their own children. That's the best part about having children. You get to name them yourself. And Mary going, man, he's so important. He already has a name? Come on. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, yep. and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His yep. kingdom will never end. And in verse 34, Mary asked the angel, how will this be? How Mary is this angel. going to happen? I ain't never hooked up with no dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> purging. Healthy doubt. Mm -hmm. Reasonable doubt. Everybody say amen now. Amen. You know, I'm not telling you to doubt. I'm telling you to have healthy doubt. 
She's just trying to get clarity. She said, how is this going? Okay, that's great. His name is going to be Jesus. He's going to rule over his people. He's going to save the world. That's pretty good. But I ain't never been with nobody. And so Mary's having a lot, this is a logical conversation. Even though she was young, she, Mary had it together. Everybody say amen. Amen. And she's going, no, no, hold on. We got one problem. You need a dude to do that. Come on, Chris. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. All right. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. Yep. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Yep. For no word from God will ever fail. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. No, I know, Mary, you have healthy doubt, and I, I don't mind that. You're just trying to get clarity. So here's the thing. I, listen, it is you. You are picked. Even though you think you're nothing, God thinks you're marvelous. And then he's, you're going to have this son, and this is going to be his name, and this is what he's going to accomplish. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you don't need a man. The man's not going to do it. The Holy Spirit's going to do it. And, and listen, Elizabeth, you're, okay, she's old. You guys didn't think she'd have a baby, but she's having one. No, why? Because that baby's going to lead the way for this baby. Amen. Because that Hallelujah. baby was John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, listen, so, so, and Mary's sitting there going, okay, okay. All right, all right. And then he goes, nothing's impossible for God. And Mary shows her faith and her willingness to submit to the will of God in verse 38. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it happen to me as you said. And the angel left. Mary went, I'm in. Now, thinking this, I'm in a small town. People are going to count the months, man. I'm taking a risk here. They're going to say that I got pregnant before I got married. How old is somebody? When, when, back then, that can get you killed. Mary is saying, I am the Lord, so I'm submitting my will, not my will on this one. Because my thing is, I'm going to say, Lord, whatever you say, let it happen. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I, this is dangerous. This, could be, this is my family's name. This is my reputation. It may cause me death. What is it going to do to the guy that I'm getting ready to marry? I know she, she was more logical. I know she was thinking all of that. And then she goes, no, but let it be what happens. Whatever God says, I'm good with that. I'm going to do that. I'm in. Talking about a a level of submission. So what are you saying? You might not always understand. And there's healthy questions you can ask to get clarity. So even her questions, she was asking them in faith because she knew she was talking to a representative of God. She never even questioned if this was an angel or not. Are you an angel? You're not no angel. No, she knew she was talking to somebody special. And then she knew that this kid has to be special because he already has a name. Back then, names were everything. And so she's like, man, listen, I'm in, even though this might cost me. Submitting to the will of God is the best place you can be. Submitting to each other. It's the healthiest environment we can create. Submitting to leadership helps the machine to keep running. Submitting to 
Submitting husbands and wives make happy marriages. Teaching your kids what, what healthy submission is will have them obey you better. The Bible says, fathers, don't provoke your kids. Don't make your kids nervous every time they see you. Don't get on them all the time. Don't yell at them. You know, some parents, oh, your dad's home. Everybody be quiet, be quiet. No, I want my kids to be glad I'm home. I want my kids to be, man, they buck me when I'm not home. And don't let me grab my keys and my shoes without them. <laughs> Where are you going? Man! So I'm saying, man, the environments we create, out of the environments we can create, the submissive environment is the best environment. Submission is not a bad word. I think it's a great word. It's just we live in a time where the country don't believe that. Your neighborhood don't believe that. You know, politics, oh, man, I'm not submitting to that unless I agree with it. Man, it's the, it's, it's, the, it's the path that God has set to get you where he wants you to be. Without submission, you will never achieve. You want to achieve what? What God is calling you to do, the life he's planned for you to have, the household you, he expected you to have and wants you to have, the household you desire, the marriage you desire, and all these things, he, without submission, it's going to be tough. Submission is a great word. So I submit to the authorities of God. And I also submit to you. I submit to people that are older than me and know more. We, we submit to one another. We step up and say, you're more important. But then we never left out because the other person is going, no, you're more important. So as I said last week, the husband is the frame, the wife is the picture, and if the wife submits herself and puts herself inside of that frame, oh, all her beauty comes out. But the pressure is on the man because it's like, man, you got to love her like Christ loved her. Now, how did Christ love the church? Oh, boy, he gave everything. And what woman wouldn't want to submit to that? That's the safest place she'll be because everything you decide and do, being in headship, will be for her benefit. So she's like, well, I'm in. Whatever you got to do, I'm putting my submission. But if I see you getting ready to stub your toe, I am here to help you. God sent me here to help you. Adam needed help. But don't talk too much because Eve talked Adam into biting the apple. We don't know if it was an apple, but. So balance. Hallelujah, somebody. Eve got out of place, and then here's stupid Adam eating the fruit. Eve's talking too much. I'm like, man, it could be a healthy environment, healthy household, healthy marriage, healthy life. How? How can we do that? With money? No, with submission. If we can just do it, man, life would get a little bit easier. And the number one thing we want to submit to is the will of God. 
And the beauty of God is he's not expecting perfection. In fact, he knows you won't do it. That's why he has grace and mercy. But it will get you closer to your goal. And everybody's goal in here should be this. Everything God wants me to be. Because that's the vision of this house. That's why we have a weird name. It's not Fape Tabernacle or Our Lady of the Big Feather. It's not Grace Temple or, or, or Hallelujah Place. It's full potential ministry, man. Everybody here trying to do what? Get to their potential and help everybody else get to theirs in love and in unity and in peace. Everybody say amen. Come on now. So, Lord, that's what we're trying to create because that's what you put us down here to do. In order to do that, we have to submit. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's do communion. Come on.